Hey everyone, this is David from Wisconsin. I'm Jack's podcast producer. I just wanted to remind you real quick that Jack has a podcast hotline. You can leave him a voicemail at 920-415-4525. All you got to do is leave your name, where you're from, roughly, and then your question or comment, whatever. Jack really does want to hear from you. Again, that number is 920-415-4525. You can also text your questions to that number or email jack at jack.hager at gmail.com. All of those contacts will be in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Hey there. When I was first in youth ministry, I was single, living in a tiny apartment. Some ladies in the church that I went to, they thought, man, Jack needs a pet. So these ladies presented me with a pet parrot. But they didn't screen the parrot very well, because basically all the parrot would ever say is, hey, baby, let's cuddle. Hey, baby, let's cuddle. This is not a good thing. If I had people visiting me and they heard from the back room, hey, baby, so it just wasn't cool. Didn't know what to do, though. I couldn't make the ladies mad at me. But then I met another youth guy. Somebody had done the same thing for him. They gave him a parrot, but his parrot was spiritual. His parrot would say things like, Dear Heavenly Father, we bow our beaks and we lift our paw. You know, he was just really cool. So I figured, you know what? If I can get his parrot with my parrot, the good parts of his parrot could rub off on my parrot. He agreed. The day came. He brought his parrot into my apartment. I brought the parrot out of the bedroom. They kind of looked at each other. And the spiritual parrot said, Dear Father, we bow our heads. And my parrot said, Hey, baby, let's cuddle. And his parrot said, Hallelujah, my prayers have been answered. Obviously, that's not quite true. Prayer is important, though. And I want to just point out a couple things. When you're praying in your closet, as it were, when you're praying however you find a way to pray just between you and God, God knows your heart. And I'm not sure you have to be specific in your prayer requests since God knows your heart. I think you can be, but it's not really as necessary as it is when you pray in public. What do I mean by that? When you're praying in public, obviously people are listening to you. And even though your conversation should be between you and God, as they listen to you, they are getting ideas on how to pray. And I think we, notice the we, not you, We often blow it by our choice of words and the phrases we use. Just in the word, just. Lord, we just come before you. What? We just come before boldly the Lord of Lords and King of Kings to make a request known. We just have this privilege of being heard by the real master of the universe. We just have this opportunity to commune with the Holy One, we just, you get the point. And it's, I I think it's just a fill word. We don't mean to use it. We don't mean it to sound cheesy, but it just sounds kind of weird. We just pray. It's a whole lot more than just. We have the immense responsibility, privilege, and joy of coming before the Father, talking with the Father, And even more importantly, listening to the Father, being still in His presence. 
And as we pray in public, we just need to be careful. I need to be careful with the words I use. How about this one? Lord, be with so-and-so. A guy may be being deployed overseas. Someone may be having an operation. We may know of someone that's going through a real struggle. And we pray, dear Lord, please be with. Now, I think if we unpack it, we mean, dear Lord, please enable the doctors to do the surgery in a correct manner and please allow our friend to have peace that passes on. But instead we pray, dear God, be with. Say what? Isn't he with us always? Yeah, I know that, Jack. Yeah, yeah, well, especially when you're praying out loud, explain that. Explain that, yes, God, we know you're with so-and-so, but would you surround her with your peace? Would you surround her with your power? Would you give her safety as she travels to wherever? Dear God, would you help so-and-so with her depression? Dear God, and of course that means we want God to be with them, but he already is. We don't need to ask him to be. And maybe even worse, and we certainly don't intend it this way, but we may hear of somebody who's been in an accident and survived. And we say, dear God, thank you so much for being with so-and-so. What about the accident victim who dies? What about the mom who's in that prayer circle who hears you say something like, dear God, thank you for being with so-and-so, when a few years ago her son was killed in a car accident? Is the implication that God wasn't with him? The same God who is with us always is with us wherever we go. And why God allows some things to happen to some people and some things not to happen to other people, I don't have a clue. But I don't want to hurt somebody else by being a little loose with my prayer words. Speaking of prayer, how do you pray? It's interesting that the Bible says the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. You notice that? They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to pray. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Help us to know what it means to pray without ceasing, even though Paul hadn't written those words yet. Help us to know what it is to, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Help us, Lord, to rejoice evermore. Teach us to pray. In other words, there's not a way to pray. Certainly the Lord gave us a pattern of prayer in what we call the Lord's Prayer, which obviously isn't the Lord's Prayer because he had no sins to be forgiven of. But in his model prayer, it's not bad to use that as an outline, our Father, and think about his fatherhood. Who art in heaven? Kind of think about that. Thy will be done, which means my will be gone. On earth, right here, right now, even as your will is perfectly done in heaven, have your will accomplished today. Sometimes when I pray, I kind of go through the alphabet and I say, Dear Lord, thank you for Andy. Andy. 
Thank you for the friend he's been to me. Thank you for Bob. Thank you for the teaching that I've been able to get from him. Sometimes I do corny things, I guess, like, Dear God, thank you for apples. Thank you for books. Thank you for championship football. Thank you for dirty kids to remind me that it's okay to play. Because again, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I think prayer without ceasing, listen to me, the Bible doesn't tell us to do something we can't do. And when Paul says, pray without ceasing, I'm pretty sure it means pray without ceasing. Now, I understand the Greek word there is the word that we would use for a nagging cough. You know, when you have that cough that seems like it's always there, it isn't, but it seems like it's always there. You're just always about ready to cough. We should always be about ready to pray. And I'm not trying to come across as Joe spiritual. It can be something just hearing a siren and saying, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but would you glorify yourself and would you keep the first responders safe? You see somebody that just looks really sad. You don't really know him, but you can still say, Lord Jesus, I don't know what's going on in that man's life, but uh, please help him. If he doesn't know you, bring him to yourself. If he does know you, encourage him. And if there's any way I can be an answer to that prayer, help me to see it and do it. I think we make prayer a lot more complicated than it really is. I love one definition of prayer. I can't remember the guy who said it, but he said, prayer is rebellion against the status quo. I guess because I'm a child of the 60s, I like that word rebel. Prayer is rebellion against the status quo. I don't like the way it is. Lord, please change it. And be specific. One of the harder things I've had to do for the last several years is pray for those in authority, most notably the president of our country. But the Bible doesn't tell me to pray for those in authority that I like or to pray for those in authority that I agree with. The Bible commands me to pray for those in authority. So I strive to pray for President Biden on a regular basis. Lots of things we can pray for. But all too often we make prayer the last resort instead of the first resort. All too often that's what I do. I try everything else and I go, duh, Jack, why don't you pray? Why don't you cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you? Why don't you roll all your plans over to him so he can fulfill his plan in your life? Why don't you just, well, in a sense, nag God. Remember the widow? Jesus tells the story of the widow that came to the mayor, if you will, of the city, had a request. He, she kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And the Bible says this guy got so sick of her face that he said, give her what she wants. Just get her out of my way. I don't want to see this lady anymore. And Jesus says, listen to what the unjust judge says. But when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? So I think in that context, in Luke, the context reveals that faith on earth is people who cry out to the Lord day and night, who won't take no for an answer, 
who in a very real sense nag God. Oh, but Jack, I've been told that if I pray more than once for the same thing, it's an indication of my lack of faith. We know Jesus prayed at least three times for the cup to be taken from him. We know that Paul prayed several times for the thorn in the flesh to be taken from him. Now, if anybody tells you, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, and walk away, probably ought to stick to the Bible instead of that guy that has a jet. Probably ought to stick to the Word of God and the evidences of Jesus Christ rather than that name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, prosperity, so-called gospel preacher, which isn't the gospel at all. Pray. Pray about everything. Pray for everyone. Be in an attitude of prayer, ready to shoot up a prayer, shoot up a telegram. Yeah, there's something to be said about your private prayer in the morning for most of us. Or any time of the day where you just get alone with God. Be still. Don't just rush into it. Be still. Understand you're coming into his presence and he welcomes you. But there's something also to be said for those shotgun prayers that just... In a moment's notice, dear God, I don't know how to answer this question. Give me wisdom. Dear God, I I have no clue what to say or not to say. Lord, put a guard over my mouth and I don't say something dumb. Lord, I'm just not sure. Yeah, well. And I think a great way to make most men and women feel miserable is say, hey, how's your prayer life? But thankfully, there is now therefore no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ. And maybe you're like me not satisfied with your prayer life. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Well, more to say on the subject, but you know what? I need to go pray. See you next time.